Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Shot. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York. We're getting you set for the Capital Region rivalry between the Union men and the RPI men hockey teams as they get set to play this weekend, Friday at Houston Fieldhouse and Saturday at Messerink. Both games start at 7 p.m. Let's start with the Dutchmen. The Dutchmen, uh, after you know getting off to a decent start, have lost three straight and have not looked good in those three losses. The 8-5 loss to RIT on October 15th and last weekend suffering 7-1 and 7-0 losses to 6th rank UMass. And the penalty kill, which had been so terrific in the first five games, giving up just one goal and 15 chances. Well, in the last three, Union has given up nine power play goals and 15 chances. Not good at all. And the defensive effort in overall with even strength play has not been good. And it's just been a struggle for the Dutchman. Of course, you know, 8-5 game against RIT, it's, you, know, you play in front of a big crowd at Blue Cross Arena and coming off a win against Bentley, maybe they were a little... You know, thinking too much uh, that, that that this game was, especially since they beat RIT early in the season. But the UMass games exposed a lot. Uh, UMass is one of the top teams in the country. And as I said, they were sixth rank last weekend. And in the recent, most recent USCHO.com poll that uh, I participate in, as well as the USA uh, Hockey Magazine, USA Today poll, also I, uh, votes in that, I put UMass number one. So I'm, I'm, they're undefeated right now. And I thought they deserved to be number one. So um, what's the Union got to do to get back to uh, basics and uh, play better defense and you know, do better on the penalty kill? Uh, was one of the things we discussed at the uh, media availability Tuesday at Messerink. And also for our first-year head coach, Josh Halgey, it's going to be his first um, involvement with the Union RPI rivalry. He has, uh, you can compare it to uh, St. Lawrence and Clarkson when he was assistant coach of Clarkson, the close proximity of the schools, uh, you know, to bat, you know, both to fans you know, living so close together. It's it's going to be interesting uh, game for him to be involved in. And of course, you know, at Clarkson, uh, that that was a big rival for RPI, and uh, we asked. He talked about that when his uh, years as the assistant coach at Clarkson and what that rivalry was like with RPI. So here's uh, head coach Josh Halge. Well, a lot of people here, so you can tell it's a big week. Um, it's. It, for me, it's it's really exciting to be a part of, and you know, I've been a part of some rivalries before, but never, never this one. And excited to kind of see what it's all about. How would you compare it to Clarkson St. Lawrence? Well, um, I, I guess, and it's pretty similar. Um, you know, when I was at Clarkson, we didn't really like St. Lawrence very much, and I'm. Well, I don't think we're yeah yeah I mean it's you know you're going to see people at the grocery store you're going to see people you know wearing um, shirts and jerseys around this week so it's it's a fun time and um, you know it's kind of you know sometimes you might have a neighbor and you realize that you know you're you're not going to be you know barbecuing with them this summer so it's it's kind of fun to see where you know boundaries lie let's go back to this past weekend against UMass and plus the RIT game 22 goals in those three games. What do you have to do to get back to where you were prior to those games? Well, I think, you know, you, you look at this last weekend and um, we didn't protect our net front well enough and it, it's going to be a focal point for us. Um, we got to be stronger defensively and we got to manage the puck better. Um, we, you know, we have some guys that was that was their first 
you know, real test, you know, playing on the road against a really heavy, heavy hockey team. Like UMass was, it was a different level of heaviness than we've seen all year, and um, they drove the net hard, and we just, we didn't handle it very well. Do you feel like you prepared the team for this matchup with the way that your schedule was set up prior to? I, that was, you know, when we were looking at it, like it was something that made me really excited was just that we were going to get challenged. We were going to get pushed around a little bit and see how we would respond. Um, you know, some positives, there were some negatives, so areas that we can correct. And, you know, watching the video back, I think it, it's evident in some areas that we have to improve on if we want to be, you know, playing teams like UMass later in the year. The PK in particular, because PK has been so near perfect the first five games and then, the last three of the stroke. I think the one thing you find with special teams is they can be very streaky. And up until that point, there's been the the penalty kill has been lights out, and there was you know no concern. Everybody was kind of you know felt like this is this is the one area of our game where we're extremely confident. And then all of a sudden there was a hiccup, and we panicked. And then it was like oh no, there's a penalty, and we're playing passive. And if you play passive on the penalty kill, uh, you get in trouble the way we want to play. How much have you heard about this rivalry, whether it be from people in the community or guys here? Just how much have you kind of realized, oh, wow, this is something that, you know, this community really cares about? Well, you know, I at my at my kid's youth hockey practice, and all of a sudden, you know, a kid will have an RPI jersey on, a kid has a union jersey on, he kind of, you know, they banter a little bit. So I've I've got to pick that up really quick, and it, it's I'm really excited to be a part of it and looking forward to the opportunity. Uh, has the intensive practice increased knowing that it's rivalry? I think when you give up 14 goals on the weekend, your your intensity is gonna you know ramp up. Anyways, we're we're really focused on you know being sharper defensively, and it's a you know for us um, we have high standards, and we didn't meet them this last weekend, and now it's an opportunity to to rebound and um, you know get after your rivals. So I think it's exciting that way. You know, the seniors, uh, you're just talking about the seniors have never, you know, won the skates. They were able to win the mayors last year. But uh, has that been something that's been, you know, made aware to you or as far as, you know, getting these kind of these seniors a win in this series before they kind of head out? Yeah, I think it was, you know, something that they, they wanted me to know is that they haven't got that trophy and it's it's important to them. Um, and, and it's important to our program. Uh, it, it's something, you know, anytime there's a, a trophy on the line, we want to try to find a way to win it and um, looking for that opportunity. How important is it to have a packed arena for both these games? And last year, RPI restricted uh, fans to just students, uh, and faculty, and staff, and it was maybe five, six hundred people there. Well, they were loud and boisterous, but it's not like 4,500 that they would usually get. And here in Mesa, it's like I think 70 percent, 75 percent capacity, uh, but still with the intensity. But how important is it to have that feel like a big time with fans on, on top of you? Well, I just think it's exciting for everyone to be getting back to normal way of life and to and to have that atmosphere. Um, you know, so many people have been cooped up and kind of you know not been able to do everything that they love to do, and now now we have that ability again. So I I'm just excited to be a part of it and experience it, and you know let everybody get out and and see what this is all about. You know, last year uh, Union dropped both of these games, and that that's obviously not the way that you want to start conference play. Obviously, it's a rivalry matchup, but it's also the start. Of ECAC play, just how important is it from that aspect of you know you want to go into the rest of conference play with some momentum, get off to a good start. The the funny thing for me is like everything has kind of been brand new and like a, a new experience. Whether it was you know your first home game, I've never been to UConn, never been to UMass, never been to RIT, you know, never been to Army for for these games, and now finally we're going to a spot that is comfortable and you know like I've been to RPI, I know what it is. So I feel like. 
for us to be able to go into a spot where now we can be comfortable and, and try to get off to that fast start is really important. So for us, it's you know something we've kind of had this this date in mind for a while that it's the start of the ECAC season. I mean, obviously the games before are important, but this is you know points are on the line for conference and we're we're ready to go. Well, you've been an assistant coach at Clarkson and visited RPI pre-pandemic. Obviously, Clarkson might be the and RPI probably number two rivals next to Union and uh, yeah. RPI. But could you feel the intensity of that rivalry when you were at Houston Fieldhouse when you're in your assistant coaching days at Clarkson? No question. I mean, the uh, the president at, at Clarkson during my time was, you know, he he might have enjoyed beating RPI more than anyone. So he he made us, you know, knowing how important that rivalry was, and um, you know, it was it was fun to be a part of. But now excited to really see what it's like with RPI and Union. Has President Harris said the same thing to you? <laughs> uh, president Harris is he lets me know how important every game is. He's, so yeah, I know I know how much hockey means to to Union College. You know, having played a RPI before, I'm sure you've had some sort of, you know, communication or relationship with Coach Smith. Has that changed at all? Uh, maybe a, a little bit extra, you know, camaraderie or excitement getting to see each other? I think, like, we're, you know, we have to be partners in, in the league a little bit just as, as a sense of, you know, in our area and looking out what's best for us as far as scheduling moving forward as, you know, two programs in the area. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, like, we're – we're both kind of on the same block, and you know I think we both want to kind of own our block and our our backyard. So I think it's um, it's important for you know both teams to get off to a good start here. So no smack talk. There there hasn't been any smack talk yet, but you know uh, it's uh, it should be it should be fun. It seems like RPI has uh, gotten faster this year. You seen that on film, and how do you plan defending that? Well, I, I think they they definitely are, are trying to speed the game up a little bit and on video. Um, they they want to you know make plays with with pace and I think we got to close space take away time and space and protect the middle of the ice. You know, with the familiarity of RPI and, and Coach Smith and what they like to do, what makes them what makes them so challenging and what kind of things do you have to keep in mind heading into Friday and Saturday? Well, I think they're opportunistic and they have the ability to you know be a quick strike strike opponent. Um, obviously, Lee right now is playing great for them and. and you know, I think he might be near the top of the you know, scoring in the in the nation. So we got to be, you know, hard on, on that top line. Um, but but overall, they're always really well coached, and um, you know, they, they defend hard. Captains yet? Um, no, we just uh, kind of will be voting on it today. So hopefully, um, I'll make sure I let you guys know right away when when we get that done. The Dutchman players know they have a lot to clean up as they get set to face the engineers. And they have been working on that in practice. So let's hear from the players about what's been going on and how they are going to uh, try to improve. Uh, here's uh, forwards Tyler Watkins and Liam Robertson and goaltender Connor Murphy. First league games, it's exciting. There's a trophy on the line. Hopefully uh, we're looking one game at a time, though. Uh, obviously we want to win the, the Capital Skates this weekend and then look forward to the Mayor's Cup later on. But uh, it's, it all starts now, and it's really going towards the conference uh, points, and it's the uh, best time of the year. Yeah, just to build off that, um, I mean, obviously everyone's excited to get going, and, uh, you know, we've, we've had a, our, uh, basically our preseason now, so um, now it's, it's really the time where we grind and we get down to business. So um, I think everyone's been looking really good in practice so far in the last couple of days, and I think everyone's ready to go. Yeah, kind of building off that. I think the you can see the excitement around the rink building. Uh, the guys kind of know what what to stay here. 
league points are huge, especially early in the year. So just excited to get league play going. Guys, before we get further into the RFA, we got to look back at what happened last week against UMass and then the RIT game. You guys have struggled defensively at the last three games. What needs to be, what, need, what do you guys need to do to correct that as you head into conference play this weekend? Yeah, I think it starts with correcting our D zone. I think our structure, just getting back to our basics. Um, obviously, there's a lot to learn from this past weekend in those two games. So uh, we've already started to go over a lot of that, that stuff in terms of D zone and um, kind of how we can manage it a little bit better. But um, I think we're mostly looking forward now to this coming weekend against RPI and trying to put the, the UMass series in a rearview mirror. So. Yeah, going off what uh, Murph said, the D zone obviously comes first right now. Uh, but going off that as well, our return back to the D zone, we need to start picking up guys uh, while they're on the attack and talking it out and getting better that way as well. So uh, we've done a great job so far on Monday, Tuesday. Uh, looking forward to Wednesday, Thursday practice, and then Friday, obviously, the big series against RPI. and. Obviously, what happened uh, this weekend didn't go our way and wasn't what we were looking for, but uh, it's all in the past now. I think uh, we're looking forward. And Tyler, going off that with the penalty kill, it had been so near, near perfect the first five games, and then the last three games they struggled a little bit. What do you have to do to get back to where you were? I think kind of similar to the D zone, uh, just kind of tighten things up defensively and kind of just get back to the structure that uh, we were using that was working for us early in the year. And um, we've started to build on it a little bit this week in practice and seen some video of how we got beat, and it looks like the good news is it's all fixable things. So uh, we fully expect to have the penalty kill back to what it was at the start of the year. How's practice been this week? Has intensity cranked up a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously... Going off of what we said before, it's not ideal what happened this past weekend. So, um, Coach Hodge's really making it a um, making note of that, and you know he's really upping the intensity, like you said, in practice. So, um, he's making sure guys are dialed in every day for practice, and um, he's he just wants to see us succeed. So he's just doing everything he can to uh, to try to get us there. As guys who have you know been a part of this rivalry before, uh, what does it? mean to you and what can you try and tell some of the guys who haven't been a part of it as far as you know what you can expect when you when you get out there well uh it's it's a fun time especially uh with the home and home being so close uh, only about 30 minutes away but for the guys uh that don't really understand uh as soon as the puck drops it's go time and uh it's probably the biggest series of the year for us and uh they'll learn quickly but we'll make sure they're they understand what's at stake Playing there last year, they limited their fans just to students and fa faculty and staff. How weird was it playing? I mean, they had a decent crowd. I mean, it was like 500, 600 people, but it still wasn't the magnitude of, uh, of a fuller arena. So how difficult was it playing in that kind of atmosphere last year? And are you guys hoping for a raucous crowd over there on Friday night? We'll start with Tyler. I think we kind of got used to it, obviously, playing last year. I feel like most rinks that we were at kind of had some restrictions with COVID. Um, 
Obviously, it's nice. It's easy to get the energy going when uh, the building's full and the building's loud. But I think kind of like we talked about last week, as soon as the puck drops, like you really just focus on what's going on on the ice. And I mean, the outside noise doesn't play too big of a factor there. Yeah, last year, uh, what I remember from it was <laughs> the full crowd was on one side of it, and then there was basically empty on the other side. But uh, I don't think that really matters on the road for us. We know that we're going to get booed no matter where we go. It's it's not our home crowd. So uh, honestly, it, we're just trying to do stick to our game plan and do what we do best and not worry about the, uh, the away uh, crowd. Got her. Yeah, I mean, they, they said it all, you know, obviously it's not really a main focal point for us this weekend, but um, it is something that to take into consideration. But um, I, I just don't see it having too big of an effect on us, really. I think we're just we're focused on the game itself, and you know, we're not really thinking too much about any outside distractions. Uh, last year, uh, you guys dropped the two games early before coming back and, and winning the mayor. Just... How much for each of you guys does that kind of stick with you guys in your head and, you know, not wanting to go through that and start league play that way again this year? Yeah, I mean, it's it's big because I don't think any seniors, at least, that are here, have been here, including every other person, have they haven't won the Skates Trophy, their capital skates. So um, it's definitely a goal of ours that we want to get back. We want to bring it back here. And um, obviously it starts on, on Friday. So we're, uh, we're really looking to make the jump early. You mentioned about, you talked about the players and kind of like the younger guys, but what about Coach with this being his first year? Have the upperclassmen kind of needed to reemphasize, you know, how exciting that series like this really is for the program? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think everybody needs to be aware of what's at stake here, but as a coach, I think uh, as we don't have to give it to them as much. Like we don't have to emphasize it I think because every weekend for players but coaches as well is uh, is a special one and uh, this one especially but I think I think he knows what's at stake and uh, I think he's ready to go. Of course I think he's had a little taste with uh, with RPI with Clark and St. Lawrence so yes I mean yep. he has a little bit about uh, how close a rivalry is so uh, but maybe the intensity maybe more here I don't know what do you think? Uh, I couldn't tell you but we're going to find out on Friday. <laughs> What is it about RPI that in looking at their video? I mean, started off 4-0, and they're not 4-1. They've lost their last regular season game against Canisius, and they lost the uh, exhibition game uh, last on Friday. But what have you seen about RPI that concerns you, Tyler? Uh, we've been focusing a lot on ourselves this week. We haven't looked ahead too much, but I think we know they're going to be a big, fast, physical team. And so... The more we stick to our game, I think the better off we're going to be, kind of focusing on what we can control and those things. So I think kind of this weekend's more focused on ourselves and what they're going to do well. Yeah, Tom, they, uh, Connor mentioned that you guys haven't won this case, and that's going to be a big goal. Just how much is that a goal for, for you guys as upperclassmen to, to want to get that one off the back? I think that's a huge goal. Um, obviously, as he said, the guys that are seniors here have never won it. And so obviously, especially for them, we want to win that trophy. But obviously, it starts just one game at a time. You can't win it all in one night. So we're just going to focus all of our attention on Friday right now. And they have the same question you. Yeah. Um, I mean, like Connor said, we haven't won it. Uh, this is my third time being a part of this series so far. And uh, I haven't won it. Uh, 
I think it's it's exciting to, to get the opportunity to be able to try and win it again year after year. Um, but like Tyler said, it starts Friday. Can't win it all in one day. So uh, I think it's important to our seniors, especially since they haven't won it either, and uh, it's their last shot at it. But we're going to do our best to get it for them. Let's go over to Troy and talk about RPI. The engineers are off to a 4-1 start. They won their first four games before losing last Tuesday at Canisius 3-2. The engineers played an exhibition game last Friday against the U.S. National Development Team and lost that game 7-4. Really don't read too much into that game. Dave Smith, the head coach, is probably trying some different line combinations and getting some looks as players. Uh, So that was a good chance to uh, do that. Uh, the engineers, uh, I think the one thing, and I'm, I'm writing about this in my uh, opening face-off column, which will be appearing in the Daily Gazette print edition on Friday and on- online at dailygazette.com, is the attendance at RPI. The uh, fans uh, that were not affiliated with RPI um, last year were not allowed to attend games. It was just students, faculty, and staff. And if you recall, less than 700 fans showed up for the uh, Union RPI game last year at Houston Field House. It was a rocket 700 uh, fans, but uh, it uh, it still lacked the energy of seeing the, the building full of fans. Uh, and I think right now the uh, RPI fans uh, who've gone to games for years have been slow to respond to uh, returning to Houston Field House in the four home games that they've had so far this season. The engineers are averaging just 1,661 fans per game. In a 4,500-seated building, that's kind of small. So, But there is some encouraging news. Uh, talking with um, several RPI people on Wednesday prior to the media availability with the team, uh, at least 3,400 tickets have been sold for Friday's game, and that's a good sign. It's also family weekend. So I expect a raucous crowd, and I'd love to see a raucous crowd uh, there at uh, Houston Fieldhouse for Friday's game with Union because the, the players deserve that. And I think the RPI players deserve the fan support. I mean, I know fans are upset with the way RPI handled things last year and, of course, canceling the season the year before. Uh, yeah, the RPI fans are seeing other teams uh, allowing fans, even though in the limited capacity uh, that they, they weren't allowed to see their team play. It was, uh, I think, rough on them. And, uh, yeah, two years not be able to watch RPI hockey in person, I think, took a toll, and some of the fans decided not to come back. But hopefully, they'll be back uh, in force on Friday and yeah, down the road during the season. I mean, RPI is going to be a pretty good team, so uh, they need your support. Well, let's start with uh, the interviews uh, we had Wednesday at the media availability. We'll start with uh, forward TJ Walsh. TJ, uh, how much are you looking forward to this weekend with the Union games? Obviously, it's always a fun time playing Union, you know, cross-town rival, so to speak. So uh, anytime we lace them up against them, it's always fun. It's always a battle, and we know we're in for a tough one. So we're looking to come away with two wins, but we know it's going to be tough. How important is it to me uh, in talking with Kevin Beatty? He said that you know, the big crowds expected. You guys have really haven't had much of a big crowd here this crowds this year, averaging just lower 1,600 fans a game. How important is it to have this place full Friday night? Well, no matter how many people are here, they're always loud. That's one thing about our fans. They always come with the jam and the intensity, and it's always great to have them back in the building, especially after last year. So I expect this weekend for it to be really loud, and it's going to be really special in here. Um, I mean, in college hockey, it's like every, every anyone can beat everyone. So it's, you know, you got to bring your A game every day, every day. And obviously, Union 
you know, might have a bone to pick with us as we do with them, you know, being rivals and all. So, you know, we know it's going to be tough, and we don't expect anything less. Especially a union team that's given up 22 goals in, um, or in, in the last uh, three games. I mean, do you sense from maybe look at the film that there, there's a, is a team you can take advantage of? I mean, it's it's one thing looking back on last week, but at the same time, you have to think that after that performance last weekend, that they're going to bring it even harder this weekend. So I think it's going to be a challenge for us because they're going to come ready to play, and you know we have to be able to match that right from the first puck drop. A lot of new faces on this team. What has it been like getting them acclimated with the RPI Union rivalry? Yeah, and like we didn't have the uh, preseason game like we did last year, where we kind of got you know introduced to that rivalry, but. Everyone here has kind of heard about it, and you know knows the history, and and everyone's ready for it. We're we're all we're all very excited for it. How important is it to keep that Capital Skates trophy? It's very important. We don't like losing to those guys. You start off pretty high and you pulled off as a late uh, to I think we just need to play a simple game. You know, get pucks to the net, and you know, get those greasy, dirty goals. We don't need to be too pretty with anything, and just. Continue to play hard, play fast, have good possessions with the puck, and uh, I think that the rest will take care of itself. How important is it to not only get a win in a rivalry match, but start ECAC playoff on the right now? Yeah, obviously, it's uh, every point is huge in the ECAC. You know, you have every team is very good, and you're never having any easy competition. And it's especially big to win the first few games because it only gets harder as the season goes on. So, you know, we want to get off on the right foot here. Next up is the head coach of RPI, Dave Smith. Dave, how much are you looking forward to getting the uh, union rivalry back, especially with you know more fans in the stands here at Houston Fieldhouse? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the start of the ECAC play. It's a rivalry game. It's a blackout. It's uh, the continuation of a, of, a, of a good start to the season. So there's every reason right now to be excited, and union just adds a little extra spice to it. How important is it for this building to be full for this game? I mean, last year with the restrictions, there were only less than 700, but they were very vocal. Uh, the teams right now, they're averaging 1,600 fans uh, in the first few games here. So wh- wh- how much excitement will there be having a full building here on Friday night? I, I think it's going to be great. I mean, that's one of the pluses that RPI hockey history has. And, you know, we're coming off of um, – you know, a canceled season and no outside spectators. So taking a little bit to get warmed back up to it. But uh, the guys talk about the environment. The guys are aware of the energy it brings into the building. And, again, I think that can be a, a positive for us. Coach, how much stock do you put into Union's record, if any at all, because of who they've played? Well, I think, um, yeah, I, I mean, we watched their video. We watched who they play and how they play. and. Um, but it's a new start. Like typically, all of us as coaches, once something doesn't work well, you, you have the full attention of a team. So they had a tough weekend against a really good UMass team. So they're going to be ready. They're going to be focused. They're going to be prepared. So I think who they played is important. Um, but more importantly, is that the attention they put into this week, we know that they're going to be uh, dialed in. What have you kind of noticed are, are some of the strengths that Coach Algie and, and this new kind of look Dutchman team pose? Well, they, they take pucks to the net. They're a good Division One college hockey team. I mean, I think, you know, at the, at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I watched their wins. I watched their losses, and they're organized. They're playing well together. They play with pace and tempo, and, you know, they, they, they're, good, they're good coaches. They're good coaches and good players, so you, know, you, you can't just show up and expect positive things to happen. We've got to go get the game. Uh, Jacob, the 
first in the conference, points and goals, second in the eighth. What's so well well, I, I think it starts with his mindset. He wants to be great. I think it's seconded next by his practice habits. Um, he practices really, really well. He's interested in being great, um, and that comes out in practice. You know, he's a member of our leadership group, so he has uh, the respect of his teammates and, and how he does things and personally and how he can help hold others accountable and make others better. So, you know, quick description, Jake Lee's doing everything right. I'd like him to finish a game. You know, he's been kicked out of the last two games he's been in. He's, he's important to us, and that's a new role for him. Um, and, you know, we've talked about it, and I expect, you know, greatness from him. Coach, how, I mean, obviously the, your team is very different, but how different is this union team specifically from a coaching standpoint? Because you have to imagine that their systems will be somewhat different than what you guys saw last year. Yeah, uh, they're, they're a little bit different, but I think at the end of the day, um, there's nobody that different in college hockey that um, you need to you know, scrap everything you've ever done. Um, so we're aware of what they're doing, and it's still ice hockey. It's still a forecheck, a backcheck, a D-zone that we've seen other things before, and we're going to put our primary focus onto us. How much fun is this rivalry now? You've been in this a while. How much fun is it for you? I think it's great. I mean, it's uh, how, do you, how do you measure it? I mean, is it a 95 out of 100? Well, what's a 96 then? Um, it's awesome. I mean, there's a there's a good. It's a great college sports rivalry where both teams respect each other, but they want to beat the crap out of each other. And I think there's been some you know fun history with you know between coaches. I'm not looking to get into into any of that, but um, I, I think it's a lot of fun on the fun meter. And obviously it's a big rivalry game, but it's also the start of conference play. How important is, is that element of it, it as well? Every win matters. Start to finish, 22 games, and this is the first one. So it's uh, let's get after it. Jacob, finally, how much the team's leading this, scorer, uh, game Friday Ford, night and, Jacob uh, and Lee. We're going to see a packed house at Houston Fieldhouse. Yeah, I sure hope so. It's, uh, it's already been a lot of fun with our fans. Great to see them in the building. Uh, there's just a ton of energy in Houston, and... Um, everybody in the room is super excited. Yeah, no, the, the, the attendance so far is, you know, with the, you know, having the fans back here is kind of disappointing. 1,600 average right now for the first uh, four home games. But how important is it to have, you know, four, uh, you know, 4,700 people in this building and just cheering loudly and just making it feel awesome for you guys? Well, I don't know yet. I haven't seen that. So, um, but I'm sure I'm looking forward to it. It's going to help us a lot. Just uh, creating energy. Um, there's going to be other, it's going to be a tough battle. Union's going to be a great team. Look forward to this rivalry every year. And, uh, and didn't, it lived up to the ex- expectations last year, so I sure hope it does this year. You guys are a very different team than you were last year. Obviously, new faces, but so are they. Um, how different are they? And what will you see maybe that was different from the team you saw last year? Um, we see a lot of similarities. We've, uh, uh, doing our scouting report, we think we know what to expect. Um, but then once it comes game time, it just uh, comes down to doing your job, and I know we're all ready to do that in the room. You've had a lot of success on offense this year. What has been going right for you in, in that area, and what's kind of led to your success this season? I think it's just staying in front of the net and letting everybody do the work around me. They've been doing a great job creating shots, um, not getting shots blocked, shooting hard, and it just makes my job easy. It's uh, The power play's been rolling, and we hope to keep that going. Uh, it feels fast, um, for sure. We, we uh, in practice, we, we feel fast. We're moving the puck well. 
always trying to skate and move up the ice quick, and I think that's paying off in our, in our uh, gameplay. You're seeing a Union team that you know, is going to 22 goals in its last three games, got smoked by UMass uh, twice last weekend. Uh, and, but what kind of a team do you expect uh, you, when you face Union on Friday? I expect desperation. Um, they're going to really be trying to bounce back, and uh, we've got to match that and weather the storm a little bit. Um, but, yeah, we're really focused about what we're going to bring to the table and uh, how we can um, outmatch them. Would you say this rivalry is fun, like for you guys? It's a lot of fun, yeah. We look forward to this every year. It's uh, yeah, just the energy around campus and the energy in Houston. It's, uh, it's just a little bit different, a little bit more than every other weekend. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait. How much more is this rivalry accentuated now that you guys are starting? And this is the start of conference play for you as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, we started conference play with them last year, and it really set the tone for us. Uh, leads into the other weekends as well with, uh, uh, with the other teams, but this weekend there's just so much desperation and, and energy and excitement. So, yeah. Coming up, I'll talk Union women's hockey as the Dutch women get back to uh, the ice after a two-week layoff. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. I'll never forget the day I decided to go out for the football team. Mr. Banks, the JV football coach and my history teacher, asked me to stay after class. I thought I was in trouble. He said, hey, Darius, have you thought about going out for football? I think you'd be great. Fact is, I never played football. Fact is, I never had anyone tell me I'd be great at something. So, with no experience at all, I signed up. And a week later, I padded up and was running drills on the field. I never was great, but playing high school sports was one of the greatest experiences of my life. I was accepted by my teammates, and I learned that when someone believes in you, you can believe in yourself. Encourage a student you know to take part in a high school sport. This message presented by NISFA and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, this is Andrew Catalan of CBS Sports and formerly of News Channel 13 WNYT. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Shot. Welcome back to the podcast. The Union women's hockey team is back in action after a two-week layoff. The Dutch women will conclude their eight-game season-opening road trip with opening uh, ECAC hockey play at Clarkson on Friday and at St. Lawrence on Saturday. The Dutch women are off to their second-best start after six games, uh, going three and three against uh, all against the Hockey East opponents. Uh, but they've been off the last two weeks, and they're going to face a Clarkson team that's eight one and one and ranked tenth in the country. One of six ECAC hockey women's teams that are ranked in the uh, USCHO.com poll. Uh, I, the Dutchmen are playing well. I mean, I, you, now you wonder if they going to have some rust. And really, they they got to shake off the rust quickly because, like I said, Clarkson's one of the top teams, not only in ECAC hockey, but in the country. And if you get behind the eight ball with the Golden Knights, I think you're going to be in trouble, especially up at Chio Arena. Uh, Union women had their media availability. Head coach Josh Skiba was not available. For, uh, no reason was given by the Union Sports Information staff. So uh, Chris Ardito, that's one of the assistant coaches, filled in. And the players that came to the dais were forwards Emily King and Riley Walsh. 
Um, so yeah, we've had the last two weeks off, which has been great. We've uh, spent the last two weeks focusing on our process and getting better every day, working on our details, hoping that they'll take care of the big picture items and getting ready for league play here coming up. How concerned are you with, with Rust going into Friday's game at Clarkson? Of course, Clarkson is a tough place to play. I've been in national power for many years now. So how, how concerned are you with, uh, with the layoff and all that? Not really. I think that we're coming into it in good spirits, well-rested. It gave us time to be sick or get injured and get better if we had to. And we did all good things. So we're ready to go. might be a rough few minutes, but we'll be fine. Um, yeah, I think we spent the last two weeks uh, preparing and, like, mentally preparing that we've had the two weeks off so that I think once we get there, like, it sucks not playing every weekend, but once we get there, uh, we're just excited to, like, play again. I would say just giving us time to run through systems and, like, watch video and just, like, take time to reflect what we've started and then going into this weekend when we start the ECAC and just, like, putting it all together. Ellie, how would you reflect the first six games of the season? I mean, this second best start this program's had uh, in a six-game stretch. I mean, what have you liked about your game and what needs improvement? Um, it's definitely been exciting. I think that we're just faster, more aggressive, a closer-knit team. So overall, you're going to get more production from that. But um, I'm just excited to see where we can keep going. And like she was just saying, like, this is the start of the ECAC. And these games are going to be really tough, and we're playing you know, top 10 teams every single weekend, basically. So uh, I think it, it'll be a good challenge. And since we're always looking to be competitive and we're a really like, gritty team, I think that it'll be an exciting year. Chris? Yeah, I mean, every team's a new team, right? So day in, day out, we're a new team. We got better yesterday. We're different than we were last year. Sometimes that'll work out. Sometimes it won't. So we're, we're ready to go. Uh, do you feel like this break, kind of, you guys obviously had a lot of momentum when we were talking about one of the best starts in program history and also that win against BU. Do you feel like this break kind of helped where you can kind of go into a long period of time and feel good about things, or do you feel like that break kind of slowed your momentum in any way? I think it was good. Um, it was midterms, so it was good to have a, a breather around that time, let the, the players focus on school a little bit more. Um, but we were able to separate the weeks in certain ways and hammer out our details and get better. What's it going to take to stop Clarkson? Just playing the way we want to play. Um, I mean, we got to score, which obviously you got to score more goals than the other team. But I would say um, just continuing with our hard forecheck. I think that we've really been dialing in on that. I mean, the offense, except for the Providence game, Riley, has been a vast improvement over, the, over recent years. I mean, you're a first-year player, so maybe you don't know the past history. But how important is it? that this team is scoring goals, creating chances that maybe this previous teams haven't done? I mean, you said it, doing t things previous teams haven't done. So I think just covering on our mistakes and just, like, being able to, like, keep moving forward rather than, like, stay where we are, I think that's a huge factor. Emily, you've been on those previous teams, uh, you during your career, what have you difference have you seen in this as far as creating uh, scoring chances and, and putting pucks on that? Um, I mean, I covered it a bit, but just like we're a lot faster, closer in it, we're more competitive. We just it seems like everybody on the team wants the puck, and it's less less of an individual team, I would say. So, um, I mean, like you can't 
always focus on like how we're going to stop the other team. We got to focus on how like we're going to score and like beat them instead, and just focus like on ourselves. How important is this to get off to a good start in conference play, Chris? I mean, it's really important, right? Every game matters in our league. It's no easy night's easy. No night is easy, so it's it's really important. I think we're going to come out hot. We're going to come out strong and ready to go. We've had the layover. I think we're ready. Everything he said, I, I think we're ready. I mean, <laughs> I think we're ready. It like I like it sucks that not playing games. I would rather play a game every single day than practice. But um, I mean, it was good to really go over D zone. Offensive zone and especially neutral zone, I think a lot, and so I think we're ready going in and like scouting and things like that. I think that I think we're prepared and we're excited. And that'll wrap things up for this edition of the Parting Shots podcast. I thank you for listening. Uh, just a reminder, if you want to play in the ECAC Hockey Faceoff selections, you can do so by emailing your picks to uh, shot at, at dailygazette.com. Of course, shot is S-C-H-O-T-T. And uh, I'm leading the contest right now. That's a rarity for me uh, you can, with that. And also leading the uh, You Pick a Football contest that we run here at the Gazette and the, the auto racing contest that we run. I'm on top of those as well. So it's the hat trick of leading things things here at the Daily Gazette, but uh, uh, hopefully uh, you'll get a chance to uh, participate. Just like I said, I post my picks either Wednesday or Thursday, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. A lot of ECAC action uh, going on also this weekend as uh, the Ivies get moving here. Is, uh, it's, it's a good thing. We'll, you know, everybody will get in action, and we'll get full league play next weekend. Uh, the other league games coming up uh, this weekend uh, Harvard and Dartmouth will play Friday, and then Harvard and Princeton play Saturday, and Yale and Brown will have a home-and-home Saturday and Sunday. Well, if you have any questions about the podcast or any college hockey questions that you want answered, you can email me at that same address, shot at dailygazette.com. Also, follow me on Twitter at Slapshots, and I'll have post-game podcast uh, both nights uh, this weekend with the game. So I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are as well. And I appreciate you following me on Twitter with my coverage and reading my uh, articles at dailygazette.com and in the print edition. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of the Daily Gazette Company. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of the Daily Gazette Company. I'm Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Shots. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, Good day, good hockey.